So Lotus, I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for joining. I like to dive right in with this question. What matters to you? Wow. I think uh, my, my, my spirit matters to me a lot. Uh, it's the most important, important thing, um, my relationship to the divine matters to me the most uh, in this lifetime. Um, my family, my wife matters to me, my people, my community, and it kind of ripples out from there. When you say your relationship to the divine, why, why does that matter so much? Why is that important? What, what effect does that have on you, having a relationship to the divine? The, the only way that I know how to answer that question is, so when I was younger, I used to go to church every Sunday with my grandparents. And I remember sometimes connecting to the message and understanding it, sometimes not, but always connecting to the music and experiencing what is often called the Holy Spirit and loving that feeling so much and wanting to experience it as often as possible and wanting to expand upon it and, and live in that space. Um, it, it is an amazing feeling. Um, it's hard to describe how, how it feels. And, and I don't believe that it's connected to any particular tradition, religion, I, I feel it can be accessed in a variety of ways. Um, but it's an, ex it's an incredibly inspiring experience, inspires me to be more, uh, more compassionate, more loving, uh, more open, more honest. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. I'd like to shift to kind of what's happening right now in so many of our communities and community of, of the world um, and just ask you kind of personally what it's, what it's been like and how you're feeling about what's going on. I, I experience a spectrum of emotions um, they vary day to day. Um, sometimes I am angry. Sometimes I am swollen with grief. Um, sometimes I am completely deflated and feel empty. Um, or, or purged, as, as Ginny, a friend, 
said, purged um, after protesting and giving and doing. So it, it varies from day to day. Is there, is there some hope too that you've been experiencing for what's happening that change might feel real? Yes. Um, I think it's a very slow process. Um, just because it has been, it's been a slow process and just thinking about the microcosm of a lifetime of one person, one person who experiences trauma in their childhood and, and how long it can take to heal from that, from, from trauma when you're young. Um, and even when you feel like you've healed from it, it you, or I'll speak for myself that, you know, I've done this, I've done so much work and I've, I continue to do work on myself to stay clean inside and strong. Um, and even on the brink of turning 32, I still face my demons from time to time. I, I still get stricken with, with pain from the past. And so if that is my experience as one person, um, imagine a collective of people over the course of centuries <laughs> experiencing not only their, the, the trauma, if, if any, um, ranging from emotional to physical, social, racial, the trauma of one person in their lifetime and then the trauma of their family, their family, and then, and then the, the people that surround them, and then the generations back. And so this has been an, a long narrative, but over time, water has been added, the mud is dissipating, but it's, it's, still, it, it's still there. The water is still murky. And there's still much to be done, but I do feel that there's a lot of hope. My community personally, Richmond, here in Richmond, Virginia, there has been an incredible responsiveness to uh, recent events. Um, and it's really brought about a surge of possibility inside of me and, and hope possibility and hope. So I hope I was able to loop that back around to your question, <laughs> your yeah. original question. Yeah. I want to follow up about kind of change in general and kind of having a, a spiritual practice, I would say, which to me personally is um, kind of a connection with truth and an investigation with truth. Uh, 
So I want to ask your perspective in terms of, of change and progress, progression. Is the reality that we're living with that there will always be change that needs to happen? That there will never be a place where we say, okay, now, now we're done, we're finished, everything is totally fair and there's no work to be done. Feels to me that uh, part of the work is realizing that the work is never over and being okay with that. Um, is that your experience too? And um, 100%. yeah. A hundred percent. And that, and I, I feel that as soon as, and it's a, it's a sneaky feeling. It's, it's <laughs> sneaky when you get, if you feel like you're getting good at something, anything, it's easy to be like, oh, you know, I don't have any more work to do. Um, I would say that that's complacency. There's always more that can be done. Um, even if it's continuing to check yourself and continuing to check your ego, continuing to check your tone of voice, the devil's in the details, I think. Um, I've heard before the, the saying, um, the way that you speak to someone alone can be violent. Um, not looking somebody in the eyes. Um, how, how, how polite are you to other human beings? How giving are you? Could you give more? Could you show up more? Do you allow slum, slumber and tiredness to keep you lazy? And, um, you know, the, the list goes on. But yes, absolutely. I feel that there's, there's always more. I, I, I love what you've just kind of um, spoken to, because I think you're, you're pointing at what to me is kind of a major obstacle is the tendency to look outside of ourselves and point the finger on, you know, that's what's wrong. Right. And I feel that there is a place for that, of course, but maybe the larger issue is exactly what, what you're saying is, is, is dealing on a very practical level with what I can control, which is yeah. my own being and how mm -hmm. clean I am, as you mentioned. And if we have more humans who are just getting clean and doing their own work, we can trust in the ripple effects. As I'm doing that, a part of the work becomes taking action, perhaps, on injustices we see outside of ourselves, knowing that it's not a method for me to escape from the reality of my own mind, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, with, with this particular conversation, it, it, it's not enough to not be racist. You have to be anti-racist. Anti hmm. And I feel that um, it very much is an individual journey um, for each person who is white to look within themselves and to really be honest about everything they see within the, their own selves. And it's not just about 
white people. Um, I will speak for, for myself as a black woman. Um, in the midst of all of this, as you mentioned, you know, it's easy to point the to point a finger. Sure, yes. Um, but and I've also said that it's been a change day to day and the way that I feel has kind of been like this, um, waves of anger, grief. When I find myself in those moments, I, I try to circle back around to myself. Well, what, what, what are you doing? What could you do better for your people? How could you help to raise the vibration of your people? What can you personally do to help raise the vibration of your people and, and to show that you care about that more? And it starts with my own self-care. It starts with my own spiritual practice and alignment, keeping one foot on the ground and but also keeping one foot straddled with the divine i believe personally um and then okay once i have aligned and am functioning from a place of, of centeredness what does right action look like how can i show up more how can i be an example of, of peace, of, of, of happiness, of, of self-worth. And it looks a variety of ways. It looks like being better about saving money. It, look, it looks like um, eating well. It, it's, it's, it's a lot at once. Hmm. Yeah, it is. It's so much, right? I think the, mm -hmm. the self-care is really deep too um, because it feels popular to be very hard on the self, you know, to kind of berate ourselves and to look at our faults more than uh, our successes, uh, what we're doing right. You know, um, do you have any experience of kind of seeing yourself uh, in the third person, kind of like, what does Lotus need right now? Or, or maybe you, you take action that was a step that in the right direction that you say, that maybe you handle a situation differently than you had in the past. Um, and, and do you take that moment to recognize your own growth there and, and maybe positively reinforce yourself? Oh, okay, like, you know, you, you didn't respond with violence there, you responded with love. Um, nice job. And, and, and will that uh, increase the likelihood of taking similar responses in the future? Absolutely. I think that um, those are the breadcrumbs that I allow to keep me going in, in terms of guidance for my own behavior 
Um, when, when were there moments where I was glad that I made this choice? And perpetuating those choices, continuing to make those choices, and asking myself, okay, how could I expand upon that? How could I do it even better? And honestly, it, it starts with my wife. It, it, it always, after my relationship to myself, it, it, it then further goes with my wife. Um, she is one of my greatest teachers, one of my favorite teachers, and especially in being in an interracial relationship, um, you know, there are plenty of moments where I find myself saying, okay, um, this might be challenging, but you handled this you, you, you were kind, you were patient, and, and, and so was she, and that was fantastic. And that was fantastic. How can we perpetuate that? How can we keep that going? How can I do that with my allies? Continue to do that with, with my, other, my other allies, friends in the community that are showing up. And because I think that, um, especially right now, it's very easy as a black woman to see white people as, as other right now. Um, and of course, white people have their own tribe, but I mean, within the scope of the human race, okay? I think with all the pain and suffering, it's easy to want to create distance and be like, back up, even with friends of mine, people in my community that I see often, that, that I cherish. And, and, and it's a, it feels very much like a test. And so to answer your question, moments where I see these human beings and I'm able to still look at their face and smile and access love within my heart and be genuinely happy to see them and be kind to them in moments of, of, of fear and not knowing when I'm safe, et cetera, is very, um, is very powerful. And that's just one example. That's just one example, but that particular example has been um, very prominent for me recently. Thank you for sharing that, really. Um, and I, I want to, to focus on what you mentioned about tribes and having tribes, because <laughs> I've gone through a lot with that personally uh, as well. Just to share really quickly, I grew up um, you know, Jewish and being a part of that tribe was so important to my whole community, my family, right? Um, and, and I've done a lot of thinking about this, about what does it mean to have a tribe and what are the effects of having a tribe? Um, and a lot of the message that came to me was kind of that our tribe, you know, been along for a long time and 
there we've gone through a lot and there's a chance that we won't exist anymore right therefore we need to band together and i understand i understood that point of view you know um but as i got older and i thought about it more um i also saw the place of fear that i felt that that was coming from mm-hmm. And so I became more interested in the tribe of humanity or even the tribe of, of the planet. And, and for me, this is a, a very big part of, of kind of a spiritual practice, mm-hmm. seeing that we're all connected, not only to each other, but um, to the rest of, of the planet, to everything that we're, 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 we're connected. Um, so that's not to say that there isn't a place for having a tribe. And, and having your community and, and your people uh, and that sort of thing. Um, a teacher I really love, Ramdas, has a quote that stands out for me. He said, we can only afford competition when we're firmly rooted in collaboration. And that really resonates um, for me too. So just a little bit of, of my reflection, but I'd love to hear more from you about, you know, what it means to, ha- to have a tribe, and also if you think that there's any potential danger there of creating, maybe as you mentioned, like an us and them, and that creates a, a competition, and it, it 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 causes us to forget that we're really all connected to each other. Yes. Um, well, I think that this this is a very interesting. It's a very interesting topic in the spiritual community, especially because I think that um, of course we're all one, right? Um, We are all living creatures walking this earth. And um, sure. However, I, I, am, I am not a lizard. I am not a bird. I am not a tree. Um, yes, I'm connected to these creatures, but I, I am not that. I can see their beauty. I, I can recognize the way they operate and what they contribute. And it is special. Um, but I am, not, I am not a bird, <laughs> I am, I'm not. And, and so I think that it can be, and of course, I am, I am very much a person that sees through the lens of, of my spirit. Um, However, you know, perhaps I am, I am not enlightened enough, maybe, but we, yes, we are all here and we're all connected and we're all living beings, but we are not the same. And, and there is beauty in diversity. And um, even, even within even within a, a given tribe. And when I say tribe, you know, that could be a race, a, a given race. Um, it could be a subculture within a race, you know, tribe could be, could be a community, et cetera. Um, 
so I, I, I will say that I think that within, especially within the spiritual community, it can be very easy to be like, but we're all one and, and all lives matter. And, and we're all here. And to me, that's not appropriate because that, because that is not acknowledging the experience of those who are at the bottom. And you need to have both feet on the ground and both eyes open and both ears open to recognize, to recognize this. Um, and, and then once we have reached a point where we can acknowledge everyone as equal, different but equal, in the way we speak, in our systems, in the way we treat each other, until we reach that point, I, honestly, it's, it's, not, it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate, um, in, in my small opinion. Um, in regards to in regards to tribal culture i i do feel that clinging to your own can be dangerous no matter who you are there there are people in the black community who look at me like i'm an alien from outer space simply because i'm different from they are from a variety of levels. And I think that that is due to clinging, clinging to what you know and, and sticking to it, sticking to and clinging to your tribal ways. And I get it, it feels safe. And I, and I feel like um, it, it's understandable. However, when you cling too much to what you know and what has kept you safe, I feel like it can make you sick. I feel like it can inhibit your own growth. I feel like it can push you away from potential connections that might change your life and change your consciousness. Um, and open your heart in a way that you never imagined. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't agree more with um, your reflections on kind of what it means to be in a tribe there. Um, I love that. Um, May I add to that though? Yeah, May I sure. say one more thing? Yeah. I, I might be rambling. I'm just, um, trying to be authentic and natural here, but I will say that the power of a tribe is incredibly, is, is so potent and, and so important. Um, and so I just want to add that I, I love being a part of a tribe. I find myself um, a part of several different tribes. Um, 
I love it. And, and like I said, it's important. And um, culture brings values. Being a part of something, feeling that sense of belonging, there, there's, there's, there's meaning and, and purpose and, and survival in that. However, um, I feel it's when the, the clinging and the ultra attachment that's that's when things can potentially become dangerous um, and inhibiting. So I just wanted to be clear on that. Yeah, it seems like uh, you know an area where it really requires such balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, between the two worlds. Okay, I, it's like a family. You know, I, I love mm-hmm. my family, um, yeah. but uh, I'm also a part of a larger family, and I love them too. And and both can be okay um, again for me the danger is when we get into the habit of competing mm-hmm. too much uh, it, you know it, that's kind of the viciousness that uh, the planet has uh, had so much uh, be a very very big part of our history right yeah. and it feels immature to me too it's like mm-hmm. what's the game to see who's better is that yeah is that really uh, the game that we want to keep on playing? Um, I want to go back, though, to um, what you shared about kind of um, this being all one uh, understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe just also talking about the spiritual community and how that's something that's said, you know, a lot. And I think the point that you're, you're, you're trying to make and please correct me if, if I'm wrong, but that perhaps what you're feeling and could be the case is a tendency to use that as an excuse for not um, looking at injustice, right? It's like, oh, I, I, yeah, we're all one with everything. Therefore, um, I am not going to try to make the world a, a, a better, more fair more righteous place. Um, mm-hmm. Is that the point that that you were you were trying to make? Yeah, I I mean to be to be completely frank with you, um, I I feel like a lot of people who, in in my experience, you know, in interacting with various kinds of humans, um, I feel that I have encountered humans that claim to be spiritual, spiritual, that just are not grounded. They're not looking around. And, and, you know, it's easy to say, oh, you know, one love and um, we're, we're all one. And it's like, are we operating as one? No, there, there is a, there's a very distinct divide that still exists and i feel like in order to truly be spiritual you need to have both feet on the ground and your eyes open because this is our this is our playground this is where we get this is where the real practice is it's it it's certainly Sure, it might start on your mat. It might start with your meditation, but it does not end there. As soon as you walk out of the door, you are still practicing. How you treat me, how you treat 
people that you see down the street? Are you able to even look a homeless person in their eyes? Are you, are you able to do that? Are you able to empathize with me enough to sit with me for a moment and, and, and feel the pain for just three seconds? Because I think that the, oh, we, we are one, all lives matter. Honestly, I think it's a dismiss, it's, it's a way to dismiss the pain, honestly. It's a way to, to avoid and dismiss the pain. Is, is there something that might happen in terms of kind of the pain and injustice in the world being overwhelming? Therefore, I'm going to check out because it's all too much. It's too much for me to look at the horror of the world. Therefore, I'm not going to even take the small action that I can take in my life because it feels meaningless. And maybe this is the place that, 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 that we need to, to kind of shift and allow ourselves to not be, you know, the, the Messiah, the life changer that brings about all the solutions that what I do in my life, the small amount of, of good that I bring and change that I make, that's, that's enough. I don't need to take care of all the problems. But I also don't need to take care of zero of them either and not try to use my life uh, as an act of, of service to improve things. Oh my God, yeah. And, and this, is, this is me speaking from experience, by the way. I, I pretty much spent 10 of my years perpetually high, not sober. 10 of my years. And that, and that was my way of checking out and avoiding pain. And so that is me speaking from a place of, of, of knowing and understanding and, and do, doing it myself. Um, and I think, sure, absolutely. Um, it's, there's so much going on. There's so much work to be done all all the time it doesn't stop 24 7 um but you know what even the slightest pinch of salt can make the difference in a meal mm. you know smiling at someone giving two dollars donating a dollar 50 cents giving making a sandwich for someone on the street or, or donating some water to protesters. Um, there, there are, there's a lot that literally could take two minutes of your time, a click of a button. And imagine if every person just did one thing, one thing, um how how much how much of an impact just just one thing it doesn't have to be this grand sort of ex, this grand sort of gesture one of my buddhist teachers said that a buddha is an ordinary being a buddha is an ordinary being living an ordinary life 
And, and really it's, what's the next, next best, best thing I can do? What's the next best thing that I can do in this moment? And, and would it be wise for us to be aware of the messages that our culture kind of um, directs our way in terms of, you know, hero worshiping, right? We watch all of these movies about, you know, these superheroes that, that change the world and have these huge effects and, and we glorify the celebrities and, um, as opposed to what you're talking about, just being okay with having a simple life and only having a few hundred f friends on Facebook or whatever it is, you know, um, is that an important shift to kind of make, do you feel? I, I mean, there's definitely, um, and it's amazing how fast it happened and kind of prepped up this obsession with how many followers do I have? How many people liked my photos? Um, I mean, I do think to have a teacher or, or someone to look up to is a great way to remain inspired. Um, a great way to sort of give yourself a map to elevate yourself. Like I would, I would love to be more like this person or that person. Um, sure. But I think, you know, I think it's a delicate balance. I think it's a delicate balance because it's so easy to get distracted. Um, especially since attention um, is easy to get addicted to. It's very easy to get addicted to attention um, and recognition. And so I think it's a question of, do you admire this person for what they stand for, what they're doing, how they treat others, what they're contributing to the world? Or do you want as many likes as they do? Like, do you, do you want as much recognition as they do? Um, do you want to be seen? Do you, do you want to be seen? Mm. Um, I mean, who, who doesn't want to be seen, right? But it's, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Oh, thank you, Lotus. What a, what a privilege. Great experience to be with you today. Thank you, everyone, for joining. If you've enjoyed this content and think others might as well, Please feel free to share and subscribe.